Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is day 21 of Finding Forgiveness. Today's title is Pardoned. Francis Frogipan said, Understand this. We will never become holy by criticizing others, nor is anyone brought nearer to God through finding fault. If we are honestly pursuing our sanctification, we will soon discover we have no time for judging others. Indeed, being in need of mercy, we will seek eagerly for opportunities to be merciful to others. Today's text comes from Genesis 45, verses 1 through 28. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, so that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land for these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant of the earth, and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, and Lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt." Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father back down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your beasts, and go back to the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households, and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, Do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commands of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them he gave a change of clothes, 
But to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob, and they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all of the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Now it is time for Joseph to reveal his identity. His brothers had passed all his tests, and their actions proved their character. They were not the men they used to be. They had matured in their character and conduct. Again, Joseph cannot contain his emotions. He cried so loud that Pharaoh heard the weeping in his house. This is the third time scripture recorded that Joseph wept. Undoubtedly, Joseph had cried other times from being betrayed. But scripture notes these three times to show Joseph's overwhelming love for his brothers, despite their past offenses. Williams' commentary gives a great summary of what happens next. Before the brothers could get over their shock at the loss of composure of the one they assumed to be their severe judge, Joseph tearfully identified himself. I am Joseph. He immediately asked, is my father still living? He knew Jacob was alive, but his concern added to the validity of his self-identification. To the brothers' utter surprise was added sudden shock, which produced a paralyzing fear. Standing like zombies with their mouths gaping open, Joseph wanted the distance separating them eliminated. Warmly and tenderly, he told them to come close to me. Seeing that they were still dumbfounded and disbelieving, Joseph underscored his true identity, this time adding something that would remove all doubt from their minds. I am the one you sold into Egypt. Before their minds could process the new information, Joseph counseled them not to be angry with themselves for what they had done, while he passed over the part the brothers themselves and the Ishmaelites played in getting him to Egypt, he told them it was really God who sent me ahead of you, then followed God's purpose more broadly to save your lives. Just when during Joseph's experience might he have come to realize God's hand in what had happened? perhaps little by little, as his faith interpreted what was occurring. By this time, any lingering bitterness over the evil role his brothers had played in his experiences had been rooted out. Joseph had forgiven his brothers. He knew God had a plan. He also knew that neither revenge nor bitterness would help him follow God's will for his life. Joseph found a way to forgive his brothers— Joseph's brothers found forgiveness because Joseph was willing to forgive. The doorway to God's promises for Abraham swung on the hinge of forgiveness that Joseph extended to his brothers. That's what makes Joseph great. It is also why 13 chapters of Genesis have been dedicated to his life. We are never more like Jesus than when we forgive. Consider these questions. Are you still holding on to anger and unforgiveness for something done to you? How can you follow Joseph's example and find forgiveness in your heart for those who offended you? 
How can you trust that God still has a plan and a purpose even through your problems and pain? What are your thoughts on Charles Swindoll's words of wisdom? Joseph was great because of his faith in God, which manifested itself in a magnanimous attitude toward others and his magnificent attitude toward difficulties. A strong faith leads to a good attitude. When those two essentials are in place, troubles become challenges to face, not reasons to quit. Pray with me. Lord, let us have your supernatural grace present in our hearts so that we can forgive others forgive ourselves, and fully accept that we are forgiven by you. Amen. Amen.